Hey, Naomi. Hey, Bex. What kind of motorcycle would Santa drive? I don't know. What kind of motorcycle would Santa drive? A Holly Davidson. <laughs> oh, my God. It's pretty, it's pretty bad. It was pretty bad. <laughs> Saving truly the worst ones just before Christmas. Getting everyone ready to pull those Christmas crackers and uh, see the same six jokes over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, can't wait for next year. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's do the thing. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Welcome to, to Jingle, Jingle Bells. Bells. I'm Bex. And I'm Naomi. And we're here to talk about Christmas movies yes we are because it is christmas every day here at jingle bells and it really really is because welcome to our sixth day of the seven days of christmas Um, christmas is so soon guys holy shit (laughs) uh here's hoping that everyone is prepared in whatever way they need to be prepared whether you're making christmas Mm -hmm. dinner whether you're just getting together with some friends whether you're buying presents for all of your family members I hope that you're ready yeah <laughs> you yeah. really do and if you are having a lovely solitary Christmas where you just get to do whatever the fuck you want maybe drink some wine you get up at midday because it's Christmas and you can do what you want fucking fair play to you Christmas <laughs> can be about family but it can also be a time for yourself and it's a one day of the year when no one really should be working other than mm-hmm. emergency staff thank you very much for your service uh, emergency service workers mm-hmm. um, but other than that Take a chill. You don't have to do anything. Don't feel pressured. Have yeah. a great day. Eat too much chocolate. Eat too much <laughs> cheese. It's going to be a rip-roaring time. Absolutely. 100%. Um, today, <laughs> we're here to talk oh, about... Oh, boy. Strap in, everybody. <laughs> the next... Te- uh, okay, I don't mean to toot our own horn, but the movies that we have for you today and tomorrow to close off this season with are... <laughs> particularly chef's kiss and yeah. uh oh boy <laughs> um yeah we're, we're here talking about 2021's angel falls christmas which is available on netflix um if you joined us yesterday you would have heard us talking about four christmases yeah we know we should have done it on day four but like give us a break <laughs> it's seven days we fucked it up <laughs> we fucked it up um, that's all bad <laughs> Um, and then tomorrow we're going to be back talking about 2017's Christmas Wedding Planner. Um, and as Beck said, the last two that we have for you, oh, oh my. Mm. Just wild. Possibly just, just some of our wild. wildest films that we've ever seen. And we've watched a film about like a <laughs> Christmas curse, a Christmas economic crisis. In fact, we've watched two of those now. Um, yeah. Like we've watched things about catfishing you name it we've seen it in one of these christmas films but oh like, we, these I two do take the cake until tomorrow <laughs> well anyway like, we're not there yet we're on today and today's movie is still as uh buck fucking wild uh, yes. as tomorrow. maybe not quite as much but definitely on the scale of up there yes. this is what <laughs> these movies is why we came to do this fucking podcast okay it's the <laughs> level of is it a good film 
Absolutely not. Mm. Do you need to watch it? Absolutely. <laughs> it is on Netflix. It was made there. Angel Falls on Netflix, made in 2021. Mm. So it was a release last year. You got to have a look at it and remember it. Probably was filmed during like the COVID crisis, mm-hmm. and that's why they have like six people in the whole movie. Yep. Um, but we will get to that. We will talk all about it. We will we'll, we will go we will talk all about it. I don't even know where we're gonna start, but you know what? Actually, you know where we're gonna start because <laughs> I need to do a jingle. Man, I'm rusty today. I thought I would. I felt really up for it this morning, and then I just woke up and forgot how to do my job. Okay, let's go. <laughs> it's synopsis time. Do 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 do. It's synopsis time. Do 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 do. Feliz Navidad. And you gotta put a fleece on your dog. It's synopsis time. Do 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 do. Naomi, read the bio. Boo 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 do. And this this my favorite song in the world. Da 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 da. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. You've never done Felice Navidad before. I was saving it for a rainy day. I knew this episode was gonna be good, so I wanted to whip out the big guns. Thank you. That was beautiful. This You're is really what I needed to of get course. into this synopsis. Um, yeah, so Angel Falls Christmas follows a devoted doctor with little time for the Christmas spirit in desperate need of an intervention from the unlikeliest of places. Oh, wow, it really was an unlikely place. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this is very vague. Uh, the IMDb bio is much vaguer than the Netflix bio, which is like... Um, a doctor is dumped right before Christmas and ends up like being guided by a guardian angel to find love again or something along those lines. So yeah, yeah you know, we got one specific, one vague. Great. Excellent. Um, uh, that was kind of the film, I guess. Yeah. Sort of. I guess. <laughs> there is there is a lot to talk about, but first we've got to establish mm. our who's who of who's not. And we've mm-hmm. got, got a, a, a classic noughties heartthrob. Uh, starring in this movie kind of as the lead man but also kind of not as the lead man <laughs> it's kind of weird i know bit strange it's we'll so talk weird. about it <laughs> um yeah the, the naughty heartthrob that bex is talking about is chad michael murray he's in this film as gabe slash gabriel um you'll know him like he was Tristan in Gilmore oh. Girls, he was Charlie Todd in Do- uh, Dawson's Creek before his big break as Lucas Scott in One Tree Hill from like 2003 to I think 2013 roughly. Um, he was in Freaky Friday with Lindsay Lohan. He was in the Cinderella Story with Hilary Duff. He's been in a surprising amount of Christmas TV movies, um, including Christmas Cupid in 2010, Road to Christmas in 2018, Right Before Christmas as in writer. Um, oh. In 2019, Love in Winterland in 2020, Too Close for Christmas in 2020, and Toying with the Holidays in 2021. This is a lot of Christmas movies. I'm really surprised yeah. this is the first time we've we've seen him in something. 
Yeah, you know I'm what I mean? Like, we too. see a lot of Christmas mm-hmm. movies. I mean, I, this is the thing. I know there are a lot of Christmas movies out mm. there. There is no way we can talk about all of them on the podcast. But I was not aware that he had done a lot of Christmas movies. And this seems to be like yeah. number eight on his list. So I'm like, fuck. Maybe he's doing the 12 days of Christmas, you know, <laughs> star in a Christmas movie for each day. I don't know. I don't know if he was like trying to reinvent himself at various points because like you could see through his IMDb um that like he's done stints of action as well obviously like in his early Mm -hmm. career he was doing like teen romances and things like that which would make sense um seeing as he was probably in his mid-20s at that point um yeah so i'm not sure if like in the last few years he's been trying to like soften his image again and go back towards like romance and things like that so yeah i'm surprised i am also exceptionally surprised we haven't found a movie with him in it yet like, yeah. yeah doesn't make sense but maybe next year <laughs> we can do yeah, another one absolutely then we have jessica Landes as ali she was adriana in the 2008 to 2013 90210 reboot she's also been in so many christmas movies as well so she was in merry matrimony in 2015 a december yeah. bride in 2016 magical christmas ornaments in 2017 Christmas at Pemberley Manor in 2018, Rediscovering Christmas in 2019, Too Close for Christmas in 2020, and I'm Glad It's Christmas in 2022 as well. So yeah, she's also built a career around Christmas TV movies, I think, after her sort of like early noise teen romance drama thing. And let's not even get this twisted. This movie was so 100% made for TV. It Mm. came built in with its own fades to black for the advert. It's like, you didn't need to work (laughs) out where to put the adverts. They told you. It's wild. Just wild. Anyway, (laughs) regardless. So yeah, they both have a lot of Christmas movie experience. Mm -hmm. And I thought they were really going to be our two main characters of this. Yeah. And they kind of are. But also very much kind of not. No, no. Um, also, this isn't the first time that these two have been like leads together in TV movies. So they were really? both in Too Close for Christmas in 2020. And then oh. they were also in um, Colours of Love in 2021 as well. So yeah, I would have assumed from reading their IMDb's that they would have been the leads for this film. But no, that's not strictly the case. We do have a few more Christmas credits uh, for some of the other characters. So we have David Reel as Josh. It's listed as uncredited, but he was Glenn Coco in Mean Girls. Are you serious? I was serious. He was Glenn Coco in Mean Girls. That's amazing. (laughs) I know. Um, He also voiced Kai in uh, Beyblade from 2001 to 2005 and was in TV movie A Very Merry Mix-Up in 2013, as well as having cameos in Schitt's Creek, Suits, American Gods and The Boys as well. Um, Then we've got... I thought he was great. He was great. He was really cute. I would have loved to have seen more Josh on screen, but we'll get to that. Yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We've also got Samora Smallwood as Dr. Dawn. She's had cameos in Suits, Star Trek Discovery, American Gods, and Good Witch. And she was also in Christmas TV movie, A Christmas Break in 2020. And finally, we have Jane Luck as Maureen. She's had cameos in The Handmaid's Tale, Kim's Convenience, and Goosebumps. And she's been in holiday TV movies, Double Holiday, and Winter Love Story as well. So the Mm. cast have, like, experience in TV movies. Yeah. I would say that they are really experienced. I would say that they're probably more experienced in TV movies than anything else. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, it's been yeah. really interesting, actually, like doing all the research for the season this year. 
Because a lot of the actors seem to be Canadian, so that's why they've had cameos and things like Suits and Schitt's Creek and um, Kim's Convenience and things like that, because all of these shows are Canadian. Um, oh, I'm wow. not sure if a lot of the films are still filmed in Canada. I think probably, because the winter kind of comes sooner there. Um, if they're filming, like, out with the summer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I didn't realize that so many of them were Canadian. That's great. I like yeah. them a lot. No, mm. yeah, I, hmm. I think we've had more Canadian movies this year than we've had American ones, actually. So that's wow, kind of interesting. Okay. Yeah. Canada. <laughs> Bring in the cheese. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Get me some poutine, baby. Let's go. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that takes <laughs> us on to our Christmas criteria. I mean, okay, from a movie like tree count. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I, normally I count for longer, but there was so much wild shit in this movie that I Mm. needed to take notes of that as soon I got to twenty eight trees, like we weren't even a minute in. Yeah, there was a shot the the opening shot of this movie where it first has characters on screen Mm -hmm. and it flicks forward and backwards from this shot a whole bunch of times. There are seven trees in that Mm. shot alone, so I was like, (laughs) okay, I think we're good. Everything is Christmas themed. Like mm-hmm. every there is every single fucking Christmas thing that you can think of has been stuffed into this movie, right? Yep. Ice skating, cookies, Christmas party, hot chocolate, eggnogs, blanket, latte art, cr- Christmas wreath competition. There's visits to Santa. There's a lights turning on. Mm-hmm. There's Christmas music. There's Christmas angels. There's uh, nearly a there's a Christmas proposal. Yes. Like it's just festive as fuck, right? And I was like, okay, cool. I mean, you get it. It's called Angel Falls. It sounds like a Christmas town. You know, there's all, they always have these like stupid fucking names for these towns. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, Snow Falls, Harmony Springs, <laughs> Angel Falls. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They do. Like, I, I don't know how they choose the names for these towns. I really don't. Um, I have no idea. One Christmas word plus one... I don't know, noun, I guess, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Um, Falls, springs, wells. Yeah. So any it's of a those, lot. that'll all do. Yeah, it, I was really, really worried about the start of this film um, because, like, it comes in and they're flying over the clouds and the film is already called Angel Falls and I was just like, if this is a town of ghosts, I'm going to be really mad. If it's I'm a town be, uh, yeah. set in heaven... I'm going to be really fucking mad. <laughs> if it was a town set in heaven, I would be so fucking down. Yeah. That would be, are you kidding me? I would have been so down. I've never <laughs> even heard of anything like that before. That would have been absolutely amazing and wild. Like, mm. fantastic. Um, yeah, I was thinking, because I was like, oh, Angel Falls, cool, fine, whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know why my brain hadn't got there yet until we got there in the movie. And then mm. I was like, how did I not clock that this was what was happening? <laughs> Mm-hmm. just just absolutely wild yeah i mean i was kind of happy not mm. to jump around obviously we are, we are now into talking about it like we've got to fucking talk about it yeah we do i i was i was because we met so we meet whatever her name is i don't even remember what her fucking name ali we meet oh, yeah. ali and oh she's a workaholic doctor and she loves her patients i mean also <laughs> not to belittle doctors and stuff by the way because doctors are incredibly mm-hmm. underpaid and overworked and we need to treat nurses fairly solidarity with strikers etc cetera, etc cetera. now that we've mm. got all of that out the way she's a workaholic <laughs> doctor right 
And here's the thing that I don't know whether this is, this definitely happened to me in some jobs that I used to work, right? Mm. If you are an unmarried and you uh, person who has no children, mm. Mm-hmm. There is an expectation that you will step up mm-hmm. and take Christmas and, and work Christmas so that your co-workers with children can spend Christmas with mm. their kids, mm-hmm. right? And I don't like this. No. I don't like this at all. I think it's bullshit because mm-hmm. the it is up to the institution that you are working for mm. to ensure that there is enough staff to cover a break And you not being, and and just because you don't have children to say that you shouldn't get to spend a big holiday with your family Mm -hmm. because you chose not to have children Mm -hmm. is bullshit. And it's a nice offer, but it should not be standard practice. No, I don't think it should be either. Like, again, a family is a family, whether it's two people, two people and their dogs, their plants, their cats, whatever, or down to, like, two people and their five kids, like... it's all family and like everybody deserves to have rest everybody deserves to have a break um i also don't agree with this but it is um one of those weird society norms that we really need to grow out of i think but yeah it's quite interesting because also like nobody at any point is actually forcing ali to pick up this extra shift she does volunteer for it in fact people actively discourage her against doing it and she does it anyway so like uh, well, I don't agree with the practice anyway. Um, Ali definitely has the majority of the responsibility in that one because she, I agree. again, didn't have to do that at all. People told her yeah. not to. But yeah, it's, it's a very interesting one. Like, it's interesting in a lot of professions. Like, it happens in teaching all the time. Obviously, it happens in healthcare a lot as well. And mm-hmm. I'm sure it happens in, in like, bigger many, marketing many companies and stuff as well. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's one of the, it's just overall toxic workplace culture, isn't it? Like encouraging people yeah. to overwork themselves, to overextend themselves. And like sometimes doing that isn't the selfless act yeah. that it's made out to be. Like yeah. it's incredibly detrimental. So yeah, like I, I, that's the thing is that Josh is very much, not. he's not dead against her career because that's not right. He's dead against her overworking herself. And like, he's very clear about that. And he's not particularly patronizing. He's not overly forceful. He's being patient. They've obviously had a lot of conversations about it, but Ali doesn't seem to be prepared to make that wiggle room and like to kind of try and pursue that balance with him, which is the problem. I was so confused at the start Mm. of this movie, okay? Because like, you know, there, there's some pretty standard tropes that we see all throughout the movie. And normally mm-hmm. an ex-boyfriend or a current boyfriend or whatever of the leading lady is an asshole, right? Yeah. That's the that's the trope, right? You're not mm. meant to like him. You're meant to want for them to break up so that she can get together with Chad Michael Murray. But that really wasn't the premise of this film at no. all, which was <laughs> very, very weird and not, not bad weird. Well, kind of bad weird, but not because of this. Um but yes, yeah, so like she's there. She mm-hmm. shows up late to meet Josh. He's already told her an earlier time, knowing that she'll be half an hour late. Okay, mm-hmm. I've done this to people before. Mm-hmm. And and they've said that I'm an asshole for doing it. Do you think it's an arsehole thing to do? If you have a friend who is no. always late by like at least 15 minutes, would you tell them an earlier time so that they actually got there when you wanted them there? Is that does that make you an arsehole? Because I've been called an arsehole for doing that, and I don't think it does. I think uh... it makes me a planner. 
Yeah, I don't think that makes you an arsehole, to be honest. Okay. I think the, I think an, an other approach, um, though, to be fair, by the sense of things, these people wouldn't take that well either, um, would be to talk to them about it. But again, you can yeah. only talk to people about these things so many times before you're like, right, well, you know, because I value my own time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you I to mean. come it's earlier. Like, I, yeah, yeah it's like, I get that. I don't want to get there for, mm-hmm. I don't want to get there for like, I mean, I'm late sometimes, 100%. Mm-hmm. And like I, I get it being late, it's fine, it happens. But like it hits mm-hmm. every single time. Yeah. So much so that I can tell you, mm. you know, oh, arrive at seven because I actually want you there at seven thirty and yeah. I know you're gonna arrive at like twenty past seven. Yeah. And that is an issue with you, not with me. That's and, and I I, but anyway. Completely agree. That's why I take books with me. Like I've I've had friends in the past where like I could guarantee they'd be anywhere between fifteen minutes to sometimes an hour late. So yeah. yeah, I'm like, okay, I can take this book and that's fine. But then at a certain point it also gets really frustrating and you've got to be like, Yeah, dude, what the fuck? So yeah, you know, I don't think that yeah. makes you an arsehole for setting okay. earlier times nice. at all, because I've done it myself and will that's no good. doubt have to okay. do it with other people in the future. <laughs> oh hell yeah. I can't wait for you to have to do it with me after I've just said this. Yeah. No, anyway, Ali and Josh. Mm. Josh is our leading man of this movie, but Chad yeah. Michael Murray is that. Very he is. confusing. So I, because what I thought, I was like, oh, cool, we're going into this movie. And like, she doesn't like Christmas, which is normally mm. the opposite. Normally, the guy hates Christmas and the girl loves Christmas. Mm-hmm. And like, she's got to get him into the seasonal spirit. And then she gives up all her hopes and dreams, right? And yeah. that's normally like the thing. <laughs> Uh-huh. She gives up all her hopes and dream and gets tricked into staying into her town from high school where there's mm-hmm. nothing to do and the guy works at a bakery and that's it. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. But, you know, aim high. <laughs> and it's just, yeah. So, like, she hates Christmas, which I mm-hmm. always find is weird. She also goes, oh, I really think that Scrooge is really yes. misunderstood. Which is not the case. Just mm-hmm. to reiterate, if no one's read a fucking Christmas carol, Scrooge is not misunderstood. Scrooge mm. misunderstands the world. That mm-hmm. is the whole point of the book. If you think Scrooge is misunderstood, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> and it just really set me off. I was like, okay, I'm out. I'm already out. Mm-hmm. We're like 20 minutes into this film and I'm out. And she I hates Christmas. So yeah. I'm already going, Josh, you need to dump this woman. I was like, you can't date <laughs> someone who hates Christmas. That's just fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'm glad that at the very least, it didn't turn out that her favorite movie was Die Hard. Like, at least there was that. Um, that the true. Scrooge thing was really weird, and it came back up later on in the film. I think they were reading uh, Christmas Carol, maybe, yeah, or somebody. Oh, no, Josh says at dinner with his brother and his wife, uh, his brother's wife and their daughter, um, that he's like, "Oh, Scrooge is just misunderstood." I'm like, "Are we really trying to like, you know?" save the image of a man that had to learn to be generous at Christmas is that what we're doing yeah. <laughs> it's like you know just read a Christmas carol or watch a Muppets Christmas carol like that's fine if that's your favorite film carol, fine so. but don't tell me that yeah. Scrooge is misunderstood <laughs> yeah that's just not the case um, at all it was, yeah it and like odd it was odd yeah it's odd so like she and josh break up at the start of the film which is yeah. normally a weird you know it's always a bad sign if they're really in love at the very beginning of a christmas yeah movie. you're like oh no mm-hmm. where's this gonna go um and like he has a ring and he's about to pro- propose and they mm-hmm. have a disagreement like she you know is taking this promotion mm-hmm. presumably you know because that was and i think he was actually totally in the right 
to do this, mm. by the way. I think Ali was being like really unreasonable. Mm. If they had a conversation where she said, you know, I'm on night shifts all the time. You're mm-hmm. on day shifts. We're both working. This is really hard, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. they've been working towards a point where she's going to be, you know, basically, you know, in a different role where she doesn't have to work nights, where she doesn't mm. have to work weekends, where it is more mm-hmm. of a desk job. And then during that time together, they can really work on building their lives. Yeah. And to work towards this for like, you know, three years or whatever, for her to, as soon as she's got that thing that she said, to immediately mm. be going, no, actually, I'm also going to take, I'm going to work this full time job, but also I'm going to pick up extra shifts that work overnight. Yeah. Like, of course, that he's going to feel, you know, disgruntled and upset mm-hmm. that, you know, he's been putting all this time in in a relationship and he's been waiting for her to be at the point where she feels ready and comfortable mm-hmm. to do that within her career so that they can work on their relationship together. And she just like, you know, you can't just choose every single thing over your partner and think yeah. that they're just going to sit and roll over. Like, of course mm-hmm. not. It makes total sense. I thought he was like, I totally got her breaking it off with her. I was mm-hmm. like, I can see, you know. Yeah. Maybe it was a rash move in that moment to like call it off entirely and mm. like they needed to have a bigger conversation about it. Mm-hmm. But he is upset in that moment. He behaves how I feel is appropriately. And yeah. Ali is actually super unreasonable. And it means mm. that at the whole movie, I'm on the back foot because I'm kind of like, I don't really want them to get back together. No. I think Josh deserves better and Ali's yeah. a bitch. And then I'm like, oh, cool. Now I have to follow Ali around <laughs> as she discovers that Christmas isn't terrible. Fantastic. Yeah, I thought it was a really odd way to do it as well because, like, in the the Netflix bio, it says that they break up. So I was expecting them to break up and it to be dramatic and for him to be unreasonable and to be pushing her to do stuff that she doesn't want to do. But, yeah. again, like, you get the impression that it's a very loving relationship. Like, there's, there's a lot of warmth in their greetings. They do have really nice chemistry as well. But, yeah, she was being unreasonable. I think... Mm, I think Josh handled it really well. My only thing is that I don't think that proposing was ever going to work out anyway because they had a massive stumbling block to get over, which was her and her career. Because that's the thing is like any relationship has to be flexible, right? I'm sure you and Sam keep it flexible and like keep in mind other people, like each other's sort of dreams and work plans and things like that, like even on the day-to-day basis. but. She didn't seem to be willing to do that for him. She just wanted to pursue her career. And also she like belittled his career as well, which was quite yeah. difficult to get over. Granted, yeah, like really unnecessary. Yeah. And like it, I understand that being a doctor, a lot of stuff is life or death, and marketing is generally not a life or death situation. Yeah. And that's fine. And I, I appreciate that. But it doesn't mean that his work isn't valuable. It doesn't mean that like that messaging doesn't mean things to people. It doesn't mean that like he doesn't deserve to feel fulfilled and satisfied in his career as well. And that was the thing is I didn't want them to get back together because I wanted him to go and pursue his teaching career and do the thing that made him happy instead of just doing the practical thing, which is what he was doing already. And that was the thing about the proposal is it seemed very practical and being like, you know, if you get this job and you work more of a nine to five schedule and stuff, like, we'll get married then. I'm like, that's a lot to hang on one decision when people change their minds all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I really wish this movie kind of followed Josh and followed Mm -hmm. him in his journey of discovery where he figured out 
what he wanted to do because yeah. it really sounded like like he was working in advertising to help his brother and his brother's family and like his family right and that's mm-hmm. why he went there and it sound it really felt like Josh gave up a lot of himself for other people mm. for his siblings and his yeah. family or for Ali and didn't really have any moment where he really sat down and went actually I am worth looking at my own stuff yeah. in its own right and being an individual and leading this journey and what I would have really mm-hmm. loved from this movie is to not follow another fucking boring protagonist, right? Yeah. Who I didn't really care about, who was kind of unreasonable, who mm-hmm. wasn't really appreciated, and instead follow like the guy who had to make the hard call. He, mm-hmm. ha- you know, he broke up with her, right? Yeah. And I think there's a big thing in re- when, particularly when you're younger, and there's like you know breakups are more common because kids mm-hmm. are dating all the time, right? That's just how it happens when you're 15. Like you're constantly going, you know, someone mm-hmm. you've everyone's got their friend who's constantly going out with someone. Spoiler alert: I was that friend, but like other people <laughs> definitely did this too. Where you'd be like, you know, on, with with a different guy every like three or four weeks and then mm-hmm. they would do something, piss you off and you'd break it off, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it really is hard and you're the one who's hurt the most, even if you're mm-hmm. the one who does the breakup, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's because the priorities of the things are different. I totally mm-hmm. understood why. Yeah. And what I would have loved to see is Chad Michael Murray come mm-hmm. and be a person who to support Josh in yeah. that moment and let him have a co- and let them have honest conversations between mm-hmm. men which is a thing we we love to see in christmas movies yes. it's not shown enough to have genuine advice that made him consider himself and mm. himself first for the first time rather than being there for other people and yeah. that would have been a lovely way to kind of do this more mm. you know having a more tragic christmas movie minus death that's totally fine yeah. i'm all down for that and for it mm-hmm. to just be like him journeying between Christmas and New Year and navigating the holiday on his own and seeing what was missing and having that opportunity Mm -hmm. for Ali to come back afterwards and go, hey, I'm so sorry. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. have him then be in a place where he can go, I get that you're sorry and I have feelings for you and I want Mm. us to to see if this can work, but we got to talk. We got to have a chat. We're not just, we can't just pick things up because we want it to pick up. These issues are still there. Mm -hmm. And like, they didn't do that. What instead they did, they gave (laughs) us a shitty antagonist, they gave us a shitty protagonist who Mm -hmm. behaved poorly and hated Christmas. Weird choice for a protagonist of a Christmas movie, but okay. And then they gave her a sidekick who's Chad Michael Murray, who is a literal angel who had come down from heaven Mm -hmm. to guide Ali and Josh back together for the festive season. Mm -hmm. And then he falls in love with her, which comes from nowhere, (laughs) because she is very certain that they are just friends and she is not ready for a relationship. Mm-hmm. And Maureen, the other angel, is there going, yo, Chad, maybe mm-hmm. don't maybe don't fall in love with a human who you've mm. been lying to this whole time about who you are and who she doesn't know anything about you. Maybe yep. don't give up all of your mega superpowers to be with her because she's not interested in you in that way. And he's like, but what if I do anyway? Yeah. I can't believe we've gotten half an hour into this fucking podcast before we went, oh, yeah, by the way, Chad Michael Murray is a fucking angel in this movie. Not in, like, a nice way, just in a literal angel. Yeah, he's, he's literally an angel. Like, that is the Wild. whole thing. He's literally an angel. Maureen is literally an angel. The MC from the karaoke scene is also an angel called Angelica. So oh, no, sorry, Angelina. And I was like, fuck, could we really be trying to make this angel thing any more obvious? Um... Yeah, it was very, very odd that uh, Gabe fell in love with Ali. 
Like, it was very, very strange because also he had been quite friendly. Uh, granted, I have questions about the voice that Chad Michael Murray chose to use for this character. Did you, yeah. like, did you feel a bit creeped out by him? Like, he was yeah, really was robotic, like, no? Yeah, it was, it wasn't really... I don't know what they were going for with no. this. I don't know whether he was like, oh, I'm not, I'm going to be like homely, but sexy. Like, I don't know what his vibe was that he was meant to be doing. No, I don't know what and he was meant to be doing like, either. But he was like, hello there. Uh, I appear to have your Christmas list. And I was like, I don't understand what this is supposed to be. Because like, oh, like, you want to okay. be sexy stranger, be a sexy stranger. Yeah, you want to be you know, like a straight-laced what, angel, be, be like, a straight-laced angel. <laughs> you want to be kind of British? I mean, okay, I guess. Yeah. Like, you're not, though. We all know who you are, Chad Michael Murray. I know. doesn't matter that your name is Gabe in this film. I'm going to call you Chad Michael Murray. Yeah. Just, um, just, just kind like, of, just, just really weird. Just it, really weird. It was really weird. I wasn't sure if, like, as well, because he says it several times throughout the thing, I don't know if it was like a count that he had in his own head quoted to Phil, but he was like, I sure do love whatever. And I'm like, okay, you sure do love Christmas cookies. You sure do love gingerbread. You sure do love some stuff. And I'm like, is that just so that he reminds himself that he's in a movie? Like, is that his callback phrase? (laughs) He's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm still in Angel Falls. I'm not really sure. But it was just, it was all very strange. And I don't think he was meant to be a wholesome character i think if you want to put him in these films making make him the the male lead that takes things too seriously which i guess he kind of was in this film oh god i just it was just really (laughs) it was so weird and unnecessary because like even though i didn't really like ali i was rooting Mm. for her and josh to get back together because it was clear this is the thing we can sit here and we can criticize this and she did that whatever and that's like our job right that's what we fucking do on the podcast but in reality and while this film is not reality in reality really all that matters is that two people want to be together and then who the fuck gives a shit what anyone else has to say about it you know you Mm -hmm. could be there there could be like an age difference or whatever and as long as it's not illegal then like whatever you want to do like if you and your other the other person in your relationship are consenting adults and maybe Mm -hmm. there's more than one person in your relationship whatever fucking floats your boat that's totally fine but I was, you know, you were there rooting for Ali and Josh to get back together because mm-hmm. they wanted to be together. And that yeah. was really all that mattered. It didn't matter that, like, you know, there was other people and maybe mm-hmm. Gabe would have been more appropriate for Ali or maybe, you know, Josh should have had higher standards or, like, whatever mm. the fuck. But, like, you're there wanting those two people to be back together. And to add someone in mm-hmm. who's meant to be there to help them along, mm-hmm. whose motivations are so obviously against that yeah then why is he still helping her get back with josh like i don't understand like i also the, the don't thing. understand <laughs> it was just really weird and like yeah. he yeah it was so it was so sudden like he was yeah. like i'm in love with her and i'm like why she hasn't done anything no. she's like the most fucking basic person ever yeah like there's nothing there's nothing you can even provide that's a reason of why you feel that way mm. there hasn't been like any moments of hap- other than you just show up and you just like yeah. take her to stuff and she's just totally fine hanging out with you strange man who she doesn't fucking know i know like just really really weird and i didn't i didn't like it no i, just didn't I, I also like didn't it. like it. it it wasn't great it did really come out of nowhere i was wondering if like at some point they got to like midway through the film and say 
a network executive came in and gave them some notes and was like, do you know what we need? We need more conflict. Drama. We need this angel to fall in love with this woman for no reason, apparently. Because like, yeah. there were no near kisses. They didn't have like a snowball fight or anything. The most like near romantic thing was when they went to karaoke and she sang in his face. And um, yeah, I don't weird. know about you, but I don't really love when people sing in my face or do anything in my face, really. Mm, no. You know, unless I'm like, yeah, you can be near my face. Like it's, uh, it was really, Singing really weird. often leads to spit. That's just how it yeah. is when you're like pronouncing <laughs> words, right? And mm. it gets very phlegmy. You don't really want to be doing that right in someone's face because no. it's just kind of gross. And uh, I don't, I don't know. It also came out of nowhere because if she was like so interested in Josh, then why would yeah. she even entertain the idea that her and Gabe could be something? Like, mm, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like when I've had a breakup with someone and I've been so interested in that person that we're no longer together, mm. it takes me more than like three days to be like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, I, I I love the good old fashioned, the best way to get mm-hmm. over someone is to get under someone else. Like I get that, that's the <laughs> thing, you know? And so I've had that very many a time. I've probably used it with some friends to try and help them feel better. I don't think that's true, but you know, you do whatever makes you feel good in that moment. Yeah. It just feels like it's a weirdly intimate thing mm. to have mm-hmm. with a stranger. Yeah. And literally a stranger who you know very little about. Mm. You don't know where they live. You don't know what their vibe is. You don't know what their job is. Like mm-hmm. you never have asked them any questions about them at all. They are only, you know, yeah. it's a very one-sided relationship where Gabe mm-hmm. is like pushing her to change and pushing her to try new things and pushing her to do this and that. But yeah. he never does anything. It's not like there would have been more motivation if Ali was like, well, that's my list. And we've been taking stuff off my list for this long. What's on your list, yes. right? And she could take him to do like a really human thing, right? A mm. really like normal mundane. They go to the fucking supermarket, you know, whatever. Like think of Sir Cole when he goes to the store for the first time <laughs> after like living with markets, whatever. It was mm. just like, there was no motivation no. to inspire romantic connection between Ali and Gabe. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, there wasn't enough there to say that she had like accidentally been giving mm. him signals to be mm-hmm. like, love me, right? Yeah. It was just nothing. It was just like his, yeah, it was just really weird. And like, I didn't really like mm. that then they were like, no angel who's in love with this woman, <laughs> you have to do your job. And I yeah. was like, surely this is where management get involved, right? Surely this is a conflict of interest, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, Gabe, why don't you go and help Josh and I'll help Ali? Yeah, you know what I mean? Maureen seemed to know what the fuck she was. Maureen knew 100% what she she was like. This is not my first rodeo. I know how to. Also, Maureen as an angel name, very strange, but fine, whatever. Why why the fuck not with this one? Oh, Angel Gabriel. (laughs) Oh, fine. Like, as soon as they were like, my name's Gabe, I was like, okay, so that's Gabriel, so he's an angel. Cool, funny. But, like, it was just, it was so weird. I can't believe he was an angel. What angel powers did he have? So they could change the weather. This feels like a a conversation very similar to the ones that we used to have when we watched um, My Love from the Star. Um, (laughs) Oh, shit. I know, but he's, like, they can change the weather. They can apparently conjure up trucks to transport stuff um i think they can see through document files and stuff as well they can read embroidered name tags on stuff 
Um, essentially, I mean, the angels read are just like fucking name tags. It's called reading. Like I don't think. Like, that's I, I know, happen. but they seem to know without knowing, and then they're like, "Oh, but it's on this thing and stuff." So I, I don't know. Maybe they're just hyper vigilant. Like it's very strange. I don't fully understand because, like, at one point, as he gets more jealous and stuff, he starts to lose his angel powers, and like he gets injured and stuff like that. Oh, like yeah. he cuts his hand at the wreath making contest. He can't change the weather anymore. Like it's it's very very odd and i don't understand why but i don't think that like with his jealousy coming in and like him losing his powers because he's falling for ali if you want to call it that i don't think it would have worked for them to switch him up with josh he would have had to have started the journey with josh for yeah. that to be a thing and maureen would have been yeah. a good one to do with ali because ali was also pretty tough whereas like Josh yeah. already has his Christmas spirit. What he needs guidance in is like is living his life for himself. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Ali needed the Christmas spirit. So why wouldn't you just switch them around? And like, there's nothing wrong with having, you know, same sex duos going through films. Like, it's fine. And I again, they can still actually. be platonic. It's, it's great. Yeah. Like, you know, although it would have been hilarious had Chad Michael Murray fallen in love with Josh. That would have been a <gasps> oh really, God, really interesting way to do that. <laughs> that changes everything Mm. because that's the thing i think it really does as well because like josh was in that moment where like he isn't in the wrong and that's how i genuinely felt about the film i'm sure there's more complicated Mm -hmm. stuff and whatever but like she was late to meet him he had planned the dinner he had gotten all the stuff he was going around her her busy schedule and she was always late anyway and he yeah. always just accepted it. Mm-hmm. He had the blanket and like the gifts and stuff. She was like, oh, I know I'm late, but I bought you flowers, so it's fine. And I was like, oh, that's kind of shitty attitude. Why can't yeah. you just be like, oh, I'm so sorry I'm late. It's something, you know, acknowledge it's something you need to work on, like whatever. I was yeah. just like, it was just it really pissed me off basically. And I didn't like yeah. her at all. She's and very similar. I didn't like similar. Chad Michael Murray in it. <laughs> She's very similar to um, Emma from Christmas is Cancelled in that I think she's more the antagonist than the protagonist. And I think you're right. It would have been better to have watched Josh's story because we would have been rooting for him from the get-go. So like, all right, not to take your section. Let's fix this film. So Okay, great, great, great. We start with Josh. He's mm-hmm. getting ready for his big date with Ali, buying wine and all of that jazz. And then he turns up to the bench. It's still sunny. The sun's just going down. And she's like, yeah. So then she shows up, the sun has gone down, it's fucking freezing, there's snow everywhere. He's not happy, but he's understanding. She's still a bitch. They go on uh, their dinner date. He tries to talk to her about stuff. She gives a lot of pushback, is talking about how she's not really sure she's, what she yeah. wants to do, etc. Et she's just ranting about work while he's trying to like interject and she's yeah. like, oh, and Mrs. Brady, blah, blah, this, that, and the other, and this, that, and blah, blah, blah. And I can't believe the new guy doesn't yeah. know how to do a thing and blah, blah, blah. And she, he's like, yeah, but maybe, oh, but Christmas, mm. oh, but like maybe us. And she's just like, yeah. nah. And she's just so focused on work and stuff. He's got the ring. It's in his, like, the ring box is in his hand. He's fiddling with it. You know, the waiter keeps coming over and, like, seeing if the surprise is ready and all of that jazz. It's not. Yeah. Eventually, Josh, like, realizes he's not going to get anywhere, closes the ring box. He says to her, look, you don't seem to want to, like, build this life together. You know, I think we should take a small break, blah, blah, blah. It explodes. She fucking, she doesn't flip a table, although maybe she should. She flips the table. It's dramatic. She storms out of the restaurant. And Josh goes out to his car, but he bumps into a handsome stranger, Chad Michael Murray. Oh my God. 
they, he's like really upset. Chad is like, let's go get a drink. So they go to a local bar, they get a drink, they talk about Ali and what Josh wants to do with his life and the things that are really wrong, strike up a friendship yeah. and they decide to, you know, hang out again. And yeah. like over the course of the film, they bump into Ali at the tree lot. She's changed a little bit, you know, they go out somewhere else, like they go ice skating, they bump into her again. She's changed a little bit more, you know, and so on and so forth until eventually... Like, Josh is already pursuing his teaching career and stuff. They meet mm-hmm. at a Christmas party on Christmas Eve. And it, they've changed over the last two weeks where they've gotten their yeah. shit together. And Chad and Josh are best pals. There you go. Fixed it. Done. And Chad can be the best man. And then he <laughs> yeah. ends up with her friend. Sure. That one. From the one we've not even mentioned from the hospital. Because ah, she was like 100% <laughs> voice of reason in this whole movie. Yeah. Right? Every time she would be like, Stop answering your phone. You're not on call. This doctor mm, is doing mm-hmm. your job now. It is not your fucking response. It's like, it yeah. also must be kind of rude, okay? Like, if you were a doctor <laughs> and you've been appointed a job and the person who you got the job from, who's mm-hmm. got a new job, who's gotten like a pay rise and everything else, won't fucking leave well enough alone. Yeah. It's getting up in your business and telling you how to look after people. Mm-hmm. I would be real fucking mad. I would be like, why don't you fuck off? Like, how about you leave me to do my job? Yeah, and you go and worry about your own shit for a change, right? Like it must be, ins- it's like so insulting to mm-hmm. have the idea that you are completely and utterly irreplaceable. Like, yeah. Ali, come on, you think this hospital really can't function without you? Like, is it really <laughs> at that stage? Well, if that's the case, the hospital is not in a good state, is it? Like, yeah, right, really, really bad. But yeah, like Don is definitely the voice of reason. Um, though again like, I always have a problem with this it doesn't matter that it's Dawn because like, a lot of the characters did this every time they met Ali and Gabe they were like oh so you too even though she's just broken up with Josh Literally like two days ago up, yeah. and like they know that she's been in this long term relationship with him they've been together for like three years yeah <laughs> so well, it's why? like half the people didn't even know that they'd broken up you know Josh know. would show up with a box at the hospital and she was like oh is this a Christmas present for Ali and he's there like uh-huh, yeah it's definitely not all of her stuff in a box mm. like you know what I mean it was just like oh mm-hmm. it was just weird I just it would have been really nice to see a movie that had like very platonically led relationships mm. and engagement mm-hmm. without it turning into something romantic yeah which is the thing that really ruined it for me is when mm-hmm. it got to you know because also I was like well no you can't turn to her and go mm-hmm. I'm in love with her and she's in love with me and we're going to be together. Honey, Mm -hmm. you've been lying to her since the very first moment you met her. (laughs) You are here. You know everything about her because you're fucking manipulating her Mm -hmm. into changing. Yeah. And whether she needs to change or not is up to her. And Mm -hmm. it's her decision to get to change and to get Mm -hmm. to do that and to see if that is something that she wants to do with Josh or to see if that's something that she wants to do on her own and like to take that time and reflect and whatever. And you Mm -hmm. coming in and going... I love her because I have made myself the perfect guy for her based on her things mm. makes you sound like a serial killer. Like that's yeah. just how it be. Okay. Yeah. I was getting mad. Like, oh I was like, Oh my God, this is some police stuff vibes. This is going to turn. I was like, clearly I've been spending too much time with Mark. Cause now I think it's going to turn into a horror movie and he's going to go in the end and be like, she picked Josh. I picked revenge and then he like murders her and like cuts her head off and stuff and sticks it on top of a tree. I am the yeah. angel of top of tree. Fear me, humanity. <laughs> ah! 
Yeah. Yeah. You took Spooky Poem Month really seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Spooky Poem yeah. Life, baby. What can I say? Oh, it was so crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, like, running out of time anyway, I don't know yeah. how much more I have to say about this film because it was just so just... wild at so many points that I, I, I can't. It was, it was I have... simultaneously so oh. wild and so tedious. I was, was just like, tedious, how? Yeah. It was mm-hmm. so boring, but I was like, how is this How is this like this? What I, is I happening thought, here? I thought I got halfway through it and I paused the film. It was 17 minutes in. It was possibly <laughs> the longest 17 minutes of my fucking life. <laughs> hey, it happens. We've all been there. Okay, so let's wrap this up. Let's yep. let's finish this off. Mm-hmm. I, what's your Vanessa Hudgens star rating for Angel Falls? Mm, I'm gonna go with a one point five. I think. Oh, it's pretty I low. It, yeah, like again, real Christmas is cancelled vibes. I was not yeah on board with Ali for most of this film, and I really like the film that we just fixed it with. Like yeah, I would rather it see. Josh and Chad hanging out and like that would be great. I yeah. really love that. Yeah, maybe I'll give it a two. Um, I think there's some entertainment value there if you mm-hmm. watch it with someone else. The thing yeah. that made this movie particularly tedious is because me and you weren't in the same room watching it together. Whereas I think if we were sat in the same room watching it together, we would have had a fucking great time laughing at it. So oh, I think yeah. this is a really good one for like companionable watching mm-hmm. uh, if you wanted to make fun of something. Yes. If that's what you're looking for, this is a great one to make fun of. If you're really mm. looking for a movie to make fun of, then why don't you join us tomorrow? We're talking about Christmas <laughs> Wedding Planner on the final day, day seven of our seven days of Christmas. Um, I can't believe we're almost there I already. Know. Holy shit. It's crazy. Every year, every year takes me by surprise. Um, it's been a joy to do this again. Um, if you are looking for additional content, our bonus spells are still up on coffee. We appreciate any donations. Again, we know that not everyone is in a position financially to uh, donate to the podcast, but in that case, we'd love some reviews. That would be an excellent Christmas present for us. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Bex. I'm sorry that you had to watch this. (laughs) I'm sorry too, Naomi. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Thanks for listening to Jingle Bells. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Or tell a festive friend about us. Stay up to date with all things Jingle Bells online at Jingle Bells Pod or buy us a coffee at coffee.com slash Jingle Bells Pod. Your support means so much and helps us to keep doing what we love. See you next time, elves. <laughs>